How's it going, everyone? Joe Gagne here, welcoming you to edition number 58 of Joe vs. World. We are back today with one of our most popular guests. He is the driving force behind F4WOnline.com, the host of The Brian and Vinny Show, the co-author of The Death of WCW, and Nancy Grace's favorite panelist. It's Brian Alvarez. Brian, how you doing? And, and when I ask how you doing, I actually sincerely, given the event of the last few weeks, I'm not just making conversation. I'm just... I'm doing all right. Okay, that's good. Now, I, I didn't see Nancy Grace last night. I heard it was quite the show. <laughs> it was exciting. Yeah. So, you, you didn't even plug your appearance on this show, on that show, did you? Uh, <laughs> I didn't have a chance to do that, sorry. Damn. You... I was planning on doing it after a commercial break, but they didn't go back to me. Oh, that's too bad. Now, you've been on that show three times, I think, in the last week. What have you, what have you taken away from your experiences on, on talk uh, television? Well... That's a good question. <laughs> I mean, in in what way? What aspect of it? Well, did you learn anything about how people perceive wrestling, or or just the nature of these talk shows? Or well, I, I learned. I, I always sort of knew this about TV, but I learned that if if I had the choice of of doing any of three things, whether it be newspaper interviews, radio interviews, or TV. I think I would greatly prefer radio mm-hmm. because on radio, except for commercial breaks and such, you just get a chance to talk and explain what you're trying to say and, and clear up misconceptions. And in newspaper articles, it's, it's pretty much the same thing, although I've, I've put that second because I think the National Enquirer just did a story <laughs> today that quoted me. And <laughs> I, Now you've made I, it. Well, I use the term quoted in a very loose sense because I'm reading it and I'm like, I don't remember saying that. <laughs> I don't remember saying that. But uh, it, it was nothing too absurd. But, I mean, it was, it was still stuff that, you know, I, I wouldn't have said. But mm. um, And then TV, I, I really, I, I'm annoyed by all the stuff on TV, so I really would like a chance to have a couple of minutes to try and explain certain things. Mm. But on TV, you just don't get that chance. I mean, y- you have a, a very short set period of time, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you've got somebody in your ear going, rap, and you've got to <laughs> stop talking, even if you're in the middle of something or about to get into something. Hmm. And uh, then they move on. And it's very – people compared Nancy Grace to Impact, and it's, it's actually very similar. And all you can do is, is fight to try and get something into the, the small amount of time that you're given. Huh. Now – Let's just say Nancy Grace asked you to assemble a panel of, of wrestlers to discuss the industry. Who would be on your dream panel? A panel of wrestlers? Yeah. Like, would you have Nine Fingers Dewey on? Or, oh, the Br- Briscoe Brothers should be on. I'm trying to think of who would be a good wrestler to discuss the industry. Uh, just for sheer been... entertainment value, not for, co- not for quality oh, of for content. Oh, for sheer entertainment yeah. value, you'd be like the Iron Sheik <laughs> and New Jack. And uh, New Jack apparently had been in contact with the Nancy Grace people, by the way. Wow. And I think that he uh, terrified them. <laughs> so uh, he hasn't ended up being on a show yet. But Stunning. Yeah, for entertainment value, those guys. For, for the value of explaining how things are, I don't even know anymore. I would have said, like, Jericho, because he was so good the first night on, on uh, I believe it was Nancy Grace. And then, and then he wasn't quite as good on Larry King. So I don't know. I guess it would depend on, on what, what the subject was and and, uh, and I guess who worked where at the time. Hmm. Well, given how tough the last few weeks have been for, for everyone, and probably you especially, let's have some fun on today's show. And, and what's more fun than talking WWE 24-7? And, Uh-oh. All right. Well, I know you have the channel, 
And uh, I do, I do. And, I haven't uh, watched a lot of it, but I have it. Well, that's why I was wondering. Like, since it's your job to watch wrestling, do you do you like want to spend your downtime like watching wrestling, or or do you just wanna any free time you have? Do you just try to you know just read a book or get away from the the industry? Well, I I, I will say that especially lately, I haven't had very much free time at all. And and when I did have free time, I always didn't want anything to do with wrestling. Mm-hmm. And and that's why I, I almost never, ever read wrestling books. And the two reasons for that are I always feel that when I ha- actually have time to sit down and read, I would like to read something that doesn't have to do with wrestling. And there's also the issue that a lot of wrestling books, I mean, you're going to get some good information in some, but you're also going to get information that's, not true. Yeah. You get a lot of bullshit. And I, I don't want to, I just feel that my, there's only so much room in my brain, which uh, is pretty, pretty clear if you've listened to any of the shows. And, and I don't want to fill it with knowingly false information. So I, I avoid the wrestling books. And I've got 24 7, and I think the only things I've ever watched on there are things that I actually reviewed for the news that are the show. Hmm. I mean, I, I really never even turn the channel on, and I like the channel, it's just when I, when I have time to watch the channel, I sort of feel like, you know, I, I want to not have anything to do with wrestling at this particular moment. Hmm. Well, one of the things I want to ask, one of the things they offer is that the WWE shows pay-per-views about four months after they originally air, so I think they're airing WrestleMania now, and I believe Backlash will be up next month, I guess, and, and given the state of, of buy rates, is this really a good idea? I don't think it makes any difference hmm. because, I mean, we've seen with, with boxing. Uh, actually, boxing would be a great example because of the De La Hoya-Mayweather fight just occurred. And I think every boxing fan knew that if they waited seven days, they were going to see it for free on uh, HBO. And they still bought the pay-per-view, uh, $2.15 million or whatever the number was. And we saw it with EXC, and, and we've seen it with boxing forever. I, th- I think that, especially, I mean, a four-month lag, I don't think that makes any difference at all. Because, hmm. I mean, I I was I very rarely get pay-per-views firsthand, and um, it's just, and I definitely, I, I won't even if I know if something, if Backlash was good in April, it'll still be good in August for me. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't, I think some people, I think the people that would say that are people that, like you said, don't usually buy pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. I, I think that the people that are going to buy, it's kind of like um, piracy on the Internet, actually. I sort of look at it. People always ask about piracy, and are you worried about people putting your shows online and that sort of thing? And I don't want it, but, I mean, usually there's not much I can do about it. Mm-hmm. And I sort of feel that, that anybody who's going to pirate it probably wasn't going to buy it if it wasn't available to be pirated. Mm. And, and, and I would hope that, you know, I, I don't think people that, that, that pirate stuff are bad people. And I would think that even if they did pirate it and they enjoyed it, maybe they would just sign up because they enjoyed it. I don't know. Mm. But uh, I, I sort of look at it that way with, with pay-per-views on a lag and, and that sort of thing. I mean, if you're going to buy it, you're going to buy it the day it happens. And if you're not, I mean, you know, you're not. Mm. Now, I know something you did watch, I think, was a Madison Square Garden show from the uh, the 70s, the one with uh, Superstar Graham and Mil Mascaris on top. What'd you, I mean, what, what do you think of, of that 70s wrestling style? I, mean, I probably haven't seen a ton of it, but for me, it's, I don't know, maybe it's just kind of too dull for me, I think. Well, I think it, it depends. I mean, I don't think, 
I I enjoy it when I watch it occasionally mm. because because I enjoy watching something different and watching how it used to be and, and look at some of these guys and and uh, have a good laugh actually is is what it's often good for. But I mean, it, I, I I have to watch you know God knows how many hours of wrestling a week. And if all the hours I watched were that style, I don't think I could handle that. Yeah. Uh, I, I think the, the – uh, I'm good with the new style of wrestling, having to watch it as often as I do. But I think every now and then it, it's fun to go back and just, you know, look at how horrible some of these guys were. <laughs> or some of them, like, how great they really were. Mm. Now, who was is, who is great that, that jumped out at you? Like Bob Backlund? I mean, Backlund was – I don't know if I would consider him great – but I mean, he 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 was. Uh, I think the thing with Backlund is I watched him back then and I watch him today, and I just think it's sort of funny that that uh, all the talk about the schedule and in the road and and this and that and look at how this guy's doing today. Yeah, he, he's you know I don't really. Uh, Ken Kennedy had the big thing about it's all personal choice and this oh, that yes. and the other thing. And it really is. I mean, there there are guys that that have done just fine for themselves, and Bob Backlund is one of them. But I mean, he's rare. I think that's that's the key. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I just I just watched him, and I was like, boy, you know what? You you uh, you weren't great back then, but but you were you were pretty good, and and you you're still pretty good today. Hmm. At sixty. Now, when you wrestled, did you did you wish you were wrestling in the seventies, given how? Oh God! Every every single day. I don't know so much the '70s. I would have loved to be a wrestler in like uh, 1985 or something like that. Mm. Just just uh, I mean, Buddy and I when we when we do matches or whatever, it's it's straight out of of 1985. But I mean, he's he likes to add new stuff to it. So he'll he'll throw in something modern, like uh, I don't know, just Hurricane Ron or something like that, or or flip over on the backdrop or something like that. Something that you wouldn't necessarily have seen in 1985, but, I mean, the whole... I mean, the, the basics of the match are, are really just like old Southern wrestling, and, and I love that. I, if, if it were 1985 right now, I'm still probably too small, but uh, <laughs> it, it would just be wonderful. You'd probably be getting squashed by uh, Ivan Koloff on NWA television. <laughs> well, I try to avoid uh, NWA at all costs. Oh. Maybe that? I'd be just in Memphis. That would be something. Yeah. Yeah. I would be fine with Fight that. Fight Jerry Lawler every Monday. Yep. <laughs> Does Buddy Wayne have a 24-7? This seems like it's... No. Oh, he doesn't? No. It seems like it's tailor-made for him. His his cable uh, his cable setup does not allow for such a thing. Uh, that's too bad. How's Buddy doing lately after his uh, his performance on, uh, on a Thursday Figure Four Daily? Well, uh, he's fine. Okay. I mean, it's, uh, I've, I've, how can I say this? I've seen Buddy in, in, in states so much worse than that. But this was, this was, uh, years ago when he was still heavily drinking. This was before he, he got married. He, he's been greatly tamed by his marriage, but I, th- I think every now and then there's, there's a day where perhaps he gets, you know, an extra shipment of medicine and, you know, maybe, uh, I think he maybe took a little bit that morning, but huh. he, he was a little. Listening back to it, I mean, it's it's quite excruciating just as a radio show host. Mm. But in some ways, it's kind of it's intriguing to listen to it because he starts out totally fine, 
and then he completely falls off a cliff. And then by the end of the show, he's starting to come back around. And like I said, when I got out there about 30 minutes later, he was in the ring, and he hmm. was wrestling with Paul, and, and like nothing had ever happened. And it was just, you know, I, I, someone had called and, and wanted to know if he was dead, and he, he got a good laugh out of that, and, and he said, tell him I'll issue a statement, which he has not issued yet, so <laughs> apparently he's given up on the statement idea. But, uh, yeah, that was that. Hmm. Well, that's good to know. Uh, what was I... Oh, speaking of Ivan Koloff, I, I will say this about the 70s. Like, people really cared about wrestling back then. I watched when, when Pedro Morales beat Ivan Koloff for the... WWF title and that crowd, like like you say like nowadays like boy that crowd for Raw sure was hot. It's like mm, like this crowd in the seventies like if the Earth was invaded and we fought off the aliens like Independence Day. I don't think people would be as happy as they were that night in uh, in MSG. Well, you know the other thing about that is I had a the the uh, the driver yesterday was a fellow from Brooklyn mm-hmm. and he'd grown up a big fan of of Bruno Sammartino and he had such fond memories. I mean, he got so excited, and, and, and he was talking about all these, these matches he'd seen with Bruno, and every time I'd mention a name, I'd say, like, uh, how about Superstar Graham? And he'd go, Superstar Graham! <laughs> and he'd be so happy and, and cackling. And I thought, I wonder if, like, in 15 years, I'll, I'll be in another car, and, and, uh, and I'll say, what about that... Um, Kane and someone will go Kane. I remember Kane, and I just think no, no one's going to do that no. because you talk to people nowadays and there's just there's not that passion. I mean, there are there are fans and there are people who are aware of wrestling, but I don't think you really ever talk to anybody who's just so excited about wrestling and what they've seen on TV and what they saw on pay per view. It's just like yeah, this was good. This was horrible. Mm. Uh, I don't get this. I, I occasionally watch it. So, yeah, there was something. I don't know what it was, but, but people... Actually, you know what part of it was? was he was explaining with, with Bruno. He goes... Because he was Italian and everything like that. And he said, yeah, my family would gather around the TV and watch it. And, and Bruno would come out and he would, he would speak in Italian during his interviews. And, and it was like this bonding thing for them. And I'm like, what do we have nowadays that, that bonds people in any way? I mean... As far as like the minorities go, all of the uh, the Hispanic wrestlers just get squashed, or uh, or destroyed, or beaten, or made to look foolish uh, in front of this large Hispanic audience. And you know, it, it's just it's so completely different. And I don't mm. think that in ten years we'll we'll have people looking back like they look back at the seventies and eighties. Yeah, I don't think Santino Morello speaking Italian is going to. That's bond. Santino. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Now, you haven't really seen anything from, uh, I think, when you were a young fan. You always mentioned that Dino Bravo Ultimate Warrior match that made you a fan. I don't think that's popped up yet on uh, on 24-7. I don't know. I don't think they'll have Ultimate Warrior Month or anything like that. But nothing I don't that... know what it is, but I, I have vivid memories of that match. And, I mean, m- my memory is not the best, mm-hmm. as most people are well aware. But I like to think that that's just because of, of so much stuff that I see that things get bumped out. Sure. So I like to think. But... I, I can I can remember like where I was sitting, where the TV was, where my grandmother was sitting, and watching this stupid, horrible match. And I don't know, I don't know. That was the match, Ultimate Warrior and Dino Bravo. Yeah, I watched some uh, stuff from 
like old primetime wrestlings from 20 years ago, where I remember the angles the first time they happened, yep. like Superstar Graham's knee surgery, which traumatized me as a child and uh, almost <laughs> did so again. But I, you know, I watched some stuff, like they'll run like Outback Jack versus Frenchie Martin, like three weeks in a row. And I'm like, hmm, <laughs> was I really that excited about this when I was a kid? Somehow somehow people were, and I don't know what it was. Mm. With uh, with Ring of Honor getting into the on-demand, do you think, I mean, I don't know if, I, I don't think any more companies can, I mean, I don't think TNA really has an option here, but do you think more on-demand is, is this like a trend that will continue in the future? I guess we'll see. Mm-hmm. I've now gotten one email total from somebody who sampled it for the first time. <laughs> so, I don't know. I don't know if, uh... The thing with in demand is is I've got in uh, or on demand or in demand or whatever the mm-hmm. hell it's called the uh, video on demand. What I'll just call it that. But I have it here and and sometimes it's like it's not easy to find stuff. And there there are all these different options and, and clicking around and it's it's not like I don't see it as something where you can just stumble upon a Ring of Honor. Mm. I mean I, I think you actually have to really search for it. And it hasn't started on on uh, on demand yet, so I yeah. guess I'll have to uh, look for it and see how easy to find when it when it comes up. But it, uh, I don't know. I, I don't I don't know. It seems to me like they're they're solely attracting the same people that were going to buy the DVDs anyway. Mm-hmm. And so I, I guess the big question is, what's their cut for on demand, and is it greater, less, or equal to their cut for DVDs? Mm-hmm. If it's if it's equal, then what the hell, you know? Why not try it? Maybe yeah. you'll get some people. If they're making significantly less on on demand than they would be on DVDs, and it doesn't seem like they're getting a lot of new orders or new individuals checking it out, I think they should ax it immediately because you're just losing money. Mm-hmm. And and if it's a better percentage, then maybe they should do more. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't know. I guess I guess we'll find out. With a 9.95 price tag, I can't imagine it being a better cut than, than on a DVD. Mm. But I guess we'll see. So do you think there's anything TNA can get into on demand, maybe offer? I mean, I don't know how it works, whether you have to, it's expensive to set up or maybe offer. Not that it would do a, a lot, but I didn't know whether they would try the on-demand. Well, I mean, they, they've got, I think the replays play throughout the month of all their pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if it's so much an on-demand fee. I, I guess it's sort of on-demand. I mean, you just find out when a replay is and, and, and click it. I, I see that similar to ROH in that I don't really think you'd see a lot of people sampling it for the first time. Mm. I think you'd just largely have, have people that are going to buy the pay-per-views. And, I mean, as we've seen from that audience, those, those people that are going to buy pay-per-views, are, are, uh, they're hardcore buyers. They're, they're just going to buy the pay-per-view the day it airs. So I don't really think there's anything that they could do with, with uh, on-demand, but uh, yeah. It's funny. You always say TNA is the fourth brand behind uh, Raw, SmackDown, and ECW. But with twenty four seven, that's like the the twentieth brand to me. Because like, why, why would I watch TNA when I can watch like Monday Night stuff from nineteen ninety seven or, or or NWA from nineteen eighty five or any of the much superior stuff than TNA has to offer? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, TNA actually, I thought was was pretty good on on Thursday. I do have to give them that. But in general, it, it's it's. Uh, but I, I sort of look at it like. I don't have to watch 24-7, so I don't watch it all that often. Mm-hmm. And if I didn't have to watch TNA, it would be the exact same thing. So uh, <laughs> I, I guess it just depends on, on what, you're, what you like in your wrestling. I mean, they're, they're 24-7 and, and TNA are two uh, absolutely different things. So Yes, they are. I, I Good and bad. 
putting it mildly. <laughs> That's right. Oh, the last thing I have to make mention of this one: they had Latino Month back in May on twenty four seven. That's a fine concept. I bet that was a hell of a month. Well, the, one of the specials they aired was an old Coliseum video of Razor Ramon, who is in fact a fake Latino. <laughs> I've actually seen that. <laughs> oh, tremendous. Well, actually, we have questions from the board for you for once instead of... Uh... Questions for me from our board? That's right. I posted oh. a thread saying let's have some questions for Brian. Jesus, I didn't even see that one. Oh, well, let's see. Oh, be caught off guard. Aha. Thoughts of facing Larry Sweeney and potentially Brian Danielson at the uh, Fight Sports Midwest? Well, I'm in heavy training for this, and... I uh, refuse to lose to a a manager, mm. and uh, I think it's going to be fun. I don't know everything that's going to happen, but it is it is a uh, I think it's the FSM tournament. I think it's all it's a one night tournament. So God knows what'll happen, but I think that if you if you're on the fence about going, I will say this: uh, if you're on the fence about going, I would go. That's mm. all I'll say. Oh, no, I actually have to ask you this. I was going like. I was going to say, ooh, when you made that comment. A lot of times in, in the newsletter, you write O-O-H and then a tilde. How do you pronounce that? Is that like, oh, or is that like, oh? Oh. Oh, okay. I can't even do it justice unless it's it just, uh, it has to just come out, you know? All right. Uh, let's see, Brian no sold my question. Ask him about the beef between Dana White and Frank Shamrock. They just don't like each other, right? Yeah, I mean, there's, I had actually seen that question. It was for Ask Brian, which I haven't done in like three weeks, but... <laughs> Um, I mean, there's no one thing, really. I mean, it, it was, um, they, they had a fallout, and, uh, you know, I, I don't, I mean, I've, I've asked people about this, and, and no one really has an answer. I mean, Frank uh, thinks Dana's an idiot, and Dana thinks Frank's an idiot, and that's that. Simple enough. This one just says the punk gossip. Oh, Jesus. Let me tell you something about this this punk story. Oh boy, it's not even really a story. I mean, Chris Benoit murdered his family, and everybody was miserable. Mm-hmm. And and somebody had emailed me a story involving punk that I cackled at, and I thought, okay, this will absolutely be everywhere tomorrow. And so I went on a thread, I believe, where everybody was talking about sadness or whatever, and I said, well. Maybe we'll have some some punk comedy in the next couple of days or something like that. And amazingly, it never came out. So either there was nothing to it, or I, I guess I would have to presume there was nothing to it because uh, the fact that this didn't come out immediately just blew my mind. Hmm. But it's to the point now where everyone on the board has blown this up to such incredible proportions that no matter what the news could possibly be, it could never live up to it. So uh, everybody just give up. <laughs> you may all let it go now. It will never be told. So just shut up. Okay. There's my friendly answer for the board. Wow. This person wants a Who asked that, by the way, so I can ban them? That was uh, Rovert. Oh, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> Anywho, uh, this person wants analysis of New Japan Pro Wrestling. And the person below wrote, nothing happening. Okay, Japan is dead, dead. So I guess we answered that question. Well, actually, I do have some analysis of, of uh, well, I don't really have analysis from New Japan, but um, nothing is happening largely in the world of Japanese wrestling, except for the uh, the insanity of Antonio Inoki um, 
reviving the IWGP title without the uh, uh, without the okay of, of New Japan and the fact that there might actually be a lawsuit about this and the fact that Kurt Angle is on uh, TNA TV proclaiming himself the IWGP, uh, IWGP champion is that anybody watching has any idea what the hell he's talking about. <laughs> that's good stuff. Ah, yes. Tremendous. The answer is going to make Mike Sempervivi sad, but that's okay. Listen, I don't even understand why people get so upset about this this question. I mean, let me try and think if I can uh, think of anything to compare this to. Um, it, it, okay, it would sort of be like Ultimate Fighter, the, the last season of Ultimate Fighter. Mm-hmm. Okay, that was the best season ever, but half the people watched it that watched like the first season of Ultimate Fighter and many of the other seasons, and. I mean, the reason was there was so much stuff on TV that people didn't feel that anything was happening on that show. And, I mean, what great feuds did we get out of, of Ultimate Fighter? What, what gigantic news was there? Uh, what, what of any, any great value in the MMA world, what happened on that show? And the answer is really not a whole hell of a lot. It was just a lot of, of great fights. And, you know, we had, we had the, the wild, wacky street fight. Mm-hmm. But in the end, I mean, what happened there? Nothing. We didn't see the rematch or anything like that. They just both got kicked off. I mean, there was, there was some great stuff in the programming, but in the grand scheme of the universe, nothing was happening. There was no big news coming out of that show. And, and I think it's, it's sort of the same way with Japan. I mean, yes, there's a lot of great wrestling uh, there's a lot of, of, of wacky storylines and, and, and hustle is wacky and everything like that. But in the world of Japan, what is happening? I mean, what, what, is, what is influencing the rest of the world? Uh, what gigantic news is there over there? Really, nothing's happening. Oh, I don't understand why people get mad about that. I mean, nothing's happening in Puerto Rico either. Nothing's happening. Um, uh, TNA, nothing's happening. Uh, but that's a that's a uh, it's a company I pretty much have to cover because the vast majority of our readers uh, follow U.S. wrestling and and such. But I mean, I don't know why that would make people upset. Well, I think people people realize there is some good stuff going on, but I, they I've don't never, realize that that I've, and things have rebounded slightly. But uh, that's not you know a very sexy story, so to speak, compared to what's happening with UFC or WWE or anything else really. Well, I mean, I, I still I, I follow it. I look at I mean I look at like the lineups of of, uh, of shows and and who's challenging for titles and stuff like that. And I'm like, my God, what is going on? I mean, I mean, this is it's just it it exists is the way it is right now. And you know, I, I've never said anything. I've never said anything negative about the actual pro wrestling. Now, granted, there's some pretty boring pro wrestling at, at points, but there's also some very good stuff. But uh, some people seem to think that, that I, I have stated that, like, everything in wrestling sucks, all the matches are horrible, and uh, nobody should pay any attention to it whatsoever, which I have never said. Wow. Very good answer. All right. Uh, last question from Alan Forel. Talk about the WCW pay-per-views he went to back in the day. Didn't he see that Blitzkrieg Hoovy match live? Which, if you did, that's a treat. I did, in fact, see that match live. Wow. And uh, I, I don't think I've ever seen it on tape. Hmm. I think that, or I may have, and it wasn't as good on tape as it was live. Live, that was like, I think at the time, that was the best match I'd ever seen live. And um, 
that was a show. I think that was a show where I first met Chris Benoit, actually. Oh. In fact, I did, because we met him, and I remember in the background, we, we were outside by the uh, the hotel, and, and way off in the background, you remember that um, the Nitro like Club Lavella, where the wall... <laughs> it's like the wall, the, man. It's the wall, brother. That's and right. He's like, he's like four miles away, and you just see this little <laughs> tiny figure. So we're there, and there's like, a, there's like the top of a, a hotel or something like that that seriously felt like about four miles away. I don't know how far it was, but... I'm looking up there, and I see Hulk Hogan limping with one man on each side holding his arms, and they're limping him into this building. Now, there's nobody around Hogan. We're so far away that I, I can't imagine that they could, they could see us or, know, or you know, have any idea. It wasn't like there was a giant congregation of fans. There was like four or five of us. But, I mean, like, there was like nobody around in the entire world. And Hogan was being helped to this to the building, and he was limping because he he supposedly blown out his knee or something like that in, in the main event. Uh, it may have been the, the show where Dallas Page won the title. I don't remember all the details. I just yeah. remember he was limping. But so it later comes out that he'd never been hurt. Hmm. He was so old school that when nobody was around, he was still limping around. Uh, I guess maybe he thought there was a satellite image of him <laughs> or something like that. But I, I'll never forget that. Like, you weren't even hurt, you old bastard, and wow. nobody was around. Damn. All right. Well, we've gone about a half hour, and uh, I want to thank you for being on. And why don't you plug the website to everyone, for which I am still a subscriber, for the record. That's good. I'd actually forgotten that whole deal, so thanks for Oops. reminding me. Um, yeah, everybody check out figure4online.com. Uh, especially those that are listening to this right now from figure4online.com and the link on the front page. Uh, of course, we have we just have a lot of stuff. Check it out. You, you'll 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 uh, you'll get an idea of of all the radio shows and newsletters and, mm-hmm. and everything. It, it's a it's a fun time if you sign up. It's more fun as a subscriber than a non-subscriber. Yes, it is. And uh, read Death of WCW too. That's I cracked that open again for the first time in a while. That's still one of the best and surely the funniest wrestling book I've ever read. Well, thank you. I actually had an email the other day from somebody who read it. And when, it, when they were done reading it again, they came to the conclusion that I would soon be writing Death of UFC. And I, they said, maybe I'm the only one. And I emailed back, you are, in fact, the only one. <laughs> wow. So no more books on the horizon, I, I take it? I highly doubt it. Unless it was like just a book of, of things that I've already written that just got uh, compiled. I, I can't write another one yet. Yeah. The, the Death of WCW really was a, a perfect topic for... And I'm books, still recovering so. from that one to this day. Wow. Well, I want to thank you for being on our, our program and for what will be the last time. Yes, it's announcement time. Joe vs. World is coming to an end very soon. And uh, it actually did not have anything to do with the Benoit deal, although that didn't uh, help my desire to do a wacky wrestling podcast. Basically, I've done about 60 shows. I feel I've done all I can do, and it's time to do new things. So I thank you, Brian, not only for being on three times, but for the many kind words you've had to say about our, our wacky little show. It's actually very sad that you're ending this show. I think that it should continue. Oh, I wish it could, but there's other things to do in life. Hmm. <laughs> well, if you want to come back... Yep. If you want to come back, we're always looking for for new programming. Oh, that's you were cool. actually you were actually one of the most popular shows on our entire site, and you were never even officially <laughs> part of the site. I didn't like that I was on the uh, F4W wiki on the radio shows, and I'm not, in fact. 
Well, it was just well there, wasn't, every, there wasn't an entry for it. It was just written there, so. It, it, everybody would always put, I mean, you, you, people would post the, uh, the show on the board, and when a new one wasn't posted, people would get angry. Like, <laughs> where's Joe? <laughs> I was told to man up for this sh- and do another show by, by someone, so. I think that this is going to have to be a short-term retirement, and you come out of retirement in, like, uh, two weeks. Wow. That's, uh, that would be very apropos for wrestling, but I don't know. Well, keep it in mind. I'll keep it in mind. Don't worry. We have uh, we have a couple more shows to go. Not till the end of summer will we be wrapping up. So we have uh, Rob Naylor and Bix will be back on. We'll have another SummerSlam, or the A SummerSlam retrospective, and probably a big finale, which will not involve an exploding limo. <laughs> I think it should. You should have some sort of. Well, actually, maybe that's not. Uh, maybe that's not the best. That thing. that would be tough to come out of retirement if I have established that I have blown up. Well, I was just saying if. if uh, since Chris Benoit died, it may not be in the best taste to kill yourself on the last show. But <laughs> also true. Had such a thing not occurred, I mean, that's... That's bang-up radio right there. I do have to say that, that Vince went out the way that I always felt I should go out, just some sort of spectacular uh, destruction. And I, If anything, I was disappointed with, with what he came up with because I thought he could have done so much better, but what the hell. Well, once again, everyone go to F4WOnline.com. Mike Sempervivi has a show there, but you should shine up anyway. And uh, also go to JoeVersusTheWorld.com or TheCubsFan.com for a full archive of all our shows, including Brian's previous two appearances and Vince's prior two appearances. Wow. He was on, and uh, I never tried to get him on again. I, <laughs> and those shows are fine, actually. But he, I don't blame you. He's a hard man to track down, actually. I don't. He know really him. is. He's, he's a very busy man doing nothing. <laughs> all right. Well, I thank you very much for being on, Brian. Well, thank you very much, and uh, thanks for doing the shows, and, and hopefully you return. We'll see. We'll see. But I, wouldn't, I wouldn't rule it out, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't look forward to it. But on that note, I'll be back hopefully very soon with one of the final shows and our final countdown to the end. So until then, I thank you for listening, and I will talk to you soon.